everyone. Welcome to the Buyer-Centric Revenue Model Podcast. This is going to be a mishmash of audio content, LinkedIn content, guest podcasts, interviews, debates, and live Q&A. We'll primarily discuss six topics that reflect the buyer-centric revenue model. One, sales development versus marketing. Two, the sales assembly line or the AE-CSM split in other subdivisions versus full sales or full sales cycle sales, aka AE-CSM combined, no handoffs, no prospecting. Three, quota versus holistic goals and metrics. Four, commission versus full salary plus bonus. Five, sales versus the option of self-service to the extent desired and possible. Six, the predictable revenue model versus the buyer-centric revenue model. If you haven't already, I highly demand that you sign up for the buyer-centric revenue model community to continue the discussion and help implement the model. Join the movement of forward-thinking peers liberating and modernizing B2B marketing and sales. Achieve a better growth playbook, a competitive advantage, and more productive and fulfilling careers. Enjoy insights, data, best practices, resources, and jobs. Plus, the live Q&A on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Head over to buyercentricrevenue.com to sign up. If you want to learn more about the model and these topics, check out my book, The Death of the SDR and the Birth of the Buyer-Centric Revenue Model. It's available on Amazon in ebook, paperback, and audiobook. And now to this episode. Hey everyone, in this video, we're going to talk about the real reason why sales and sales development are the only departments to have an enablement team or a training team. No other department has one, not marketing, operations, IT, product, or HR, just sales and sales development. And the reason is it's a really bad Band-Aid that doesn't even treat the symptoms of the problem, let alone the problem itself. Because sales and sales development are struggling. High turnover, low tenure, low performance, low job satisfaction. And so rather than identifying what the root problems are and fixing that, the alleged solution is, Oh, if only they had more training, better training. If only we spent more money and resources. If only we fixed the compensation. That's not the answer. And it hasn't been. That's why it's not working. The real problem is sales development or prospecting or spam as a form of marketing instead of proper non-spam modern marketing for sales. They're affected by that with junk leads. They're also affected by the sales assembly line or the AE CSM split and other subdivisions where you have partial sellers with partial expertise and efficacy and accountability where you have one seller that makes promises and then chucks the buyer over the fence to another seller to actually fulfill them. You have partial sellers 
stunted sellers that can only help the buyer with one aspect. And then you also have quota and commission, which exacerbate sales development and sales assembly line. Because the whole purpose of quota and commission is to induce desperation by giving you a short-term goal and metric, a partial short-term goal and metric, and then tying that to 50% of your salary that is withheld pending your attainment of that short-term goal metric. And so for sales development, it encourages them to spam. And for sales, it encourages them to pressure sell. So you've got pressure marketing and pressure selling. That's the goal of quoting commission. That's why sales development and sales are the only departments to have quote and commission and no one else. What codified popularized preserves and fuels sales development and the sales assembly line is the predictable revenue model, which is based on the early 2000s on aspects of what Salesforce did as part of their broader marketing and sales efforts. That is why sales development and sales is suffering. It's because of those four key problems. And unless you fix that, you'll never get anywhere. You can't fix the top of a building if the foundation is crumbling. Think for a moment about all the outsourced sales trainers or sales development trainers and consultants. And their whole job is to train SDRs or train sellers. And these are the only people who are actually benefiting from sales enablement or SDR enablement. If only you hired us and we trained your SDRs on their telemarketing, on their email spam or their LinkedIn spam, then all your problems will go away. And another aspect of this is it ignores the fact that companies should be marketing-led. It's not to say there's no room for sales. Sales should be an option for buyers who need it to the extent desired. But it's so focused on sales. There's so much resources that go into this when it's actually the buyer needs more marketing, does not want sales as much, not until much later, and sometimes not at all. So if anything, companies should be pouring resources into marketing, not into sales. Nowadays, by the time that a buyer gets to sales, they are pretty much at the end of their buying decision. They've self-educated thanks to marketing. They've spoken to peers who marketing has also been influencing. All the information that they can get on the website. It's not like it was in the 1980s where buyers didn't have that information for marketing. And all that information was gated behind sales. And sales had to convince buyers. That's not the case anymore. Nowadays, sales is facilitating the buyer's purchase, helping them implement, helping them be successful, managing that relationship. Another thing to consider is that this is a data point. Why sales development and sales are the only departments to have an enablement team, maybe that should tell you something about the state of those departments and the state of B2B right now that something is different about these two departments and you have to fix the go-to-market model. You got to change the model. So 
as outlined in the book, if you really want to change things, you really want to make a difference, you need to abandon those bad practices we talked about and embrace better ones. Take a look at the buyer-centric revenue model. Basically, sunset sales development in favor of proper non-spam marketing. Sunset the sales assembly line in favor of full sales or full sales cycle sales. AE, CSM combined, no prospecting, no handoffs. Holistic goals and metrics instead of quota. Full salary and bonus instead of commission. And buyer self-service to the extent desired and possible instead of artificially forcing buyers through sales with no self-service option. Those are the five tenets of the buyer-centric revenue model. I outline in the book how you can transition, taking a experimental approach, gathering data, proposing a business case for experiments, running the experiments, how to do them step-by-step, tracking all your data, and then reporting that and being able to sunset these bad practices gradually over time and repurposing that talent and all those resources, all that time, capital, labor to more productive use. And everyone is better off. Marketing, sales, operations, buyers, the companies, investors. It's a huge boost to profit and to growth, to efficiency, to effectiveness, for the people in marketing and in sales development and sales for more productive and fulfilling careers. And it's a massive competitive advantage for companies that do this, particularly companies that are, let's say, startups who have an uphill battle and are challenging the status quo and against entrenched competitors or companies with an inferior product or inferior pricing. You need any leg up you can. And the biggest competitive differentiator and lever for growth and profit today in B2B is marketing and then sales. But first marketing, whoever can provide the best buyer's experience. And today marketing is, is in the driver's seat, influencing most of the buyer's decision to purchase, generating rep- awareness, demand, reputation, word of mouth. It's marketing. So sort out your marketing, sort out your sales, and things should be looking pretty good. So I hope you guys enjoy this one and I'll catch you in the next one. Buyer-centric revenue model, over and out.